stumbled across the honest pod with Carrie Garcia, where my hope is to create a safe space to share stories that foster healing, hope, and the honesty needed to live free and fully alive. And now for this week's episode of the honest pod. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to The Honest Pod. Hope all you 11 listeners are doing amazing. You just get me today. To be honest with you, it's just me. But I have a lot to say, so buckle up because we got an exciting episode. I'm kind of laughing because it's two people staring at me on a screen right now and then just me. It's DJ Ali Mills, which you all know. And then we have someone new to The Honest Pod family. And her name, we're still working on it, but I think DJ Britt is a really good, it sounds so posh. So she's joining us today too and watching how we're doing all of this. But here's what I want to talk about. So I'm going to give you a little more information about this later and tell you kind of the heart behind this. But to cut to the chase, I'm going to Africa, which drum roll, please. Actually, I probably should have done the drum roll before I said I was going to Africa, but drum roll. I'm not prepared to go. Are we surprised? No. Did we think that Carrie was going to be all ready to go? Did I get on a Zoom with Juliana, the COO of Freedom Movement and DJ Ali Mills, and they started rattling off the 1,000 things that they've already ordered previously to our conversation, which was like three days ago, and I realized I had nothing? Yes. That all happened. And then I realized, I mean, guys, they were talking about like, oh, uh, they're talking back and forth, like little nerd alerts. They were like, oh, did you get your charcoal? Uh, Did you get your uh, jet lag uh, homeopathic medicines? Uh, Oh, I got a stand for my phone and some kind of carriage for my feet. I don't know. They just got, Allison's telling me I need some kind of special socks on the plane. I don't know about these socks, compression socks. I don't know. Half of you probably more of you than that know about these things, but I had no idea about them and I fly all the time. And apparently I can get some kind of disease or something. I don't know. Allison told me it's not gangrene, but it's something. It's something bad. Is gangrene even a thing? What is gangrene actually? Is gangrene? Hold on. Come off mute, DJ Ali Mills. What's gangrene? Or frostbite. One, you lose a foot, right? Okay, no. Gangrene is dead tissue caused by an infection or lack of blood flow. Is that what I can get if I don't use the compression no, the socks? That you, no, the compression socks oh. are to prevent DVT, which <gasps> is deep vein thrombosis, which then you could get a blood clot and it could break off and go into your lungs and you could have pulmonary embolism. So we don't want that. <laughs> I'm not laughing. That's actually terrible. But the fact that this, guys, you need to understand what I was listening to. So I'm terrified and totally unprepared. I was just going to get on the plane and wing it. I think I was just going to get on the plane and wing it. Yeah, so you starting, were. I was. And starting yesterday, I frant. thank God for Amazon, but I frantically started ordering a bunch of things. And I just showed how prepared, are you already packed? DJ Ali Mills is going with us to Africa, but are you already packed? No, I'm not packed. Oh, thank God. That makes me feel so much better. I'm a really last minute packer. 
But I do but have you, files going. But you were like a week's preparer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, like I've been okay. ordering stuff for like weeks and like just kind of it is all accumulating in this pile that's just like really growing at this point. It's your Africa pile. Africa pile. It's ready. My Africa pile is right now consisting of six. We're gone for over two weeks and yeah. I have six outfits pulled and I have, I'm looking over to the side and I have three Target bags on my floor that I just randomly started grabbing stuff and putting it in the bag last night because I don't know if I really need it, but I wanted to feel more prepared than you. Okay, so that's I, good. I started buying things. <laughs> are you only well, going to bring six outfits? No, I'm going to bring more, but you know, we are very being very respectful, but Africa has a little bit of a different, um, shall we say, dress code. Dress code. Yes, than what I'm used to wearing. And boy, oh boy, has that been an adventure mm-hmm. of finding the right thing. So it's it's really been, let me ask you this. What was your biggest fear in having a conversation with me two days ago and realizing like I had bought nothing? <laughs> for me? Yeah, what was your biggest fear for me? That I was going to what? That you were going to show up on the, <laughs> you're going to show up. <laughs> to the airport with nothing except for maybe a pair of headphones. And then we were going to be on the plane together and you were going to ask to borrow all my stuff. <laughs> I'm like the big sister you never had. That's just like, uh, Allison, let me borrow your things. <laughs> you did say I could use some of your charcoal. I did. I did. Because that. that felt aggressive. Anyway, guys, so we're preparing to go to Africa. DJ's DJ Allie Mills is way more prepared than me. I don't, Juliana has been doing, I don't know how many target runs. I, we were on the phone with her and she was doing yet another target run of all the things. So all this to say is everyone's prepared. And I kind of, it's not that I forgot I was going to Africa. I just have a lot going on in my life. And so I just kind of compartmentalized the days and was like, oh, I should probably start thinking about Africa. And that was yesterday and we leave tomorrow. But you know what? Amazon, it hasn't, all the things I ordered have not gotten here yet, but I have high hopes in Amazon that, the, that it will be here today because it said it's going to be here today, but they have a few more hours. So Allison, don't give me that look. It's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. It's going to be all right. So here's my point. I'm going to share with you guys some stuff about, about Africa because I want you guys, so many of you know that we did the Own the Light tour and we toured around the nation. It was amazing. We had the best time. People came to know Jesus. It was just, it was like the hardest tour we've ever put on just because coming out of COVID and everything. But we saw just radical, massive hearts being changed and cared for and tended to coming out of two years of just massive internal chaos and external chaos. It was like this beautiful thing. But one of the things that we do on every tour we go on, as many of you know, we collect up 10% of the ticket sales and we give that to a global nonprofit that is supporting women in some way. And we've done this now for six years. We've gone to India, to Thailand. We've done work um, with a thing called Five Rock Ranch for um, single moms and their kids. Like we've just done some amazing stuff that God has given us favor with and then have been able to travel and go see. And we partnered this year with an organization called Africa New Life. And before you like click off because you're like, okay, this doesn't have anything to do with me and I get 
that we want to listen to podcasts that are actually going to help us because we, you know, care about what our lives, <laughs> not really everyone else's. That's not true. I know we care about others. But before you turn this off, I actually want to share with you something. So I was challenged the other day by a friend of mine and she said, Carrie, are you preparing for like the best case scenarios in your life? And I kind of like was taken back like, well, I mean, sure, why not? And she was like, no, are you really truly preparing for the best case scenarios in your life? And I kind of had to think about that because really, I think if I'm being honest with myself, I often prepare for the worst case scenario. I prepare for a disaster. I prepare, you know, I remember this is going to date me, but when Y2K was going to happen, I was like, oh man, get all the water bottles and put them underneath. I wasn't very prepared, but I got some water and it was in a basement or something. It was in a garage because we didn't have a basement then. And that's about as prepared as I was. But that was very prepared for me. Clearly, full circle back to the whole Africa thing. I'm not highly prepared, but I was prepared for that. So Y2K, worst case scenario, this is going to happen. And I think like when it comes to thinking about good things in my life, I kind of like prepare in advance. Don't get your hopes up. Don't like, don't get your hopes up that something really good is going to happen, even though inside you really want it to happen. It's like, don't get too prepared for that because then you're going to be disappointed. Then you're going to be hurt. Then you're going to, you're going to be like, see, I told you so. And if you just prepare for the worst case scenario, then if, you know, something actually happens that good, that was good. You can just be like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And this is kind of my mindset. I didn't really realize this. It's not my mindset and everything, but it's definitely has been my mindset and some of the things that I really desire for my life. And this caught me off guard because I was like, man, I, I think I actually mostly prepare to protect and not prepare to propel. Ooh, that is a t-shirt. I prepare to protect I don't prepare to propel. Oh, you got to tweet that. I don't have a Twitter, but if I did, we would we would be tweeting that. But do how how as you're listening to this, like how often do you prepare um, to protect yourself? Like prepare to make sure that you're going to be okay and everything's going to be okay. And how often do you prepare yourself to propel to the next thing? And what challenged me even more in this was not not even just that. But what does it mean to actually prepare for the good things to come, the best case scenario? Meaning, as I'm doing the work that I'm doing, all of this story work, all of this um, internal stuff, my spiritual life, soul care work, physical work, all this stuff that I'm doing internally is to prepare myself to be ready for the good things that God wants to have in my life. Meaning, what if the best case scenario, my desires that I really want, that I'd really love to see happen on the land actually come true. Am I prepared to handle what happens in that situation? Like, am I grounded in who I am? Am I uh, really doing the work to heal my story so then when that comes, I can receive it with integrity, that I can receive it um, with humility, that I can see, receive it with accountability, that I can really receive it and hold it in its proper place to be um, full of joy and to, to engage the desire, but not to be overtaken by it. And I just, I find this really interesting because so often in the organization that I run in freedom movement, because that's not just me over there, that's like a group of us over there, 
there has been so many times we have had to take an honest look at our organization and pivot. We've had to take an honest look and get rid of things. We've had to take an honest look and take a step of faith and risk. It's in all of these places that we were actually doing the things to prepare us for the propulsion of what God wanted to move us into. Over at Freedom Movement, we very rarely prepare to protect ourselves <laughs> because the faith that we have and the organization in which we run is so dependent on Christ that we're like, man, we want to see, like it says in Psalms 27, 13, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And this requires us to constantly be taking a look at how we run things over there so that we can be prepared to propel into the things and the places that God wants us to go into. And that has opened up doors that we never even thought possible. I never thought in a million years that I would be going to Africa to go and meet so many of the women that we have been able to raise funds for so that these women that are in abusive relationships, that have spouses that are alcoholics, that are abandoning their families, that we are actually helping create an organization, a place for them to learn a skill set through sewing so that they can get a job and support their children. This is wild. And it is all because we have actually been preparing for the best case scenarios that God wants to bring. We have not been preparing over at Freedom Movement for the worst case scenarios. Now, does that mean that we're not a good, we're good stewards with our money, we've got a good savings account, but we're, we're not like sitting on, you know, thousands and thousands, millions of dollars. Like what we get, we, we use for the kingdom of God and God keeps bringing it. But the funny thing is that when I look at my own life, my own personal life, I can do this over in the organization, There's, but there's some kind of disconnect between what I'm doing with Freedom Movement and how I'm wanting to step into all that God has. And I have seen time and time again, God open the door in places I never thought possible, make a way when there was literally no way. We have seen miracle after miracle. We have seen God provide. I remember Juliana looking at me one day, this was years ago, and she goes, well, we have $19 in our bank account. This was the early days. And I was like, hey, we can all go get lattes. Like, amen. But we have never in eight years even been in the red, ever. And, and it's not even just financially, like every time God puts something on our heart, we prepare for the best case scenario. You want to do, you want us to do a, a tour in the middle of a pandemic, like on the, it was like on the edges of coming out of a pandemic and he wants us to do a nationwide tour. Like, wait, what? And yet we just prepared for the best case scenario. We're going to call these churches. We are going to prepare, make sure everyone's safe and healthy, like make sure that there's systems in place, but we're going to go. The flip side of this is in my own life, I prepare for the worst case scenario. It's like, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, like I have a book coming out. Well, if it does well, great. But what if it does great? It should do great. This is the words of God. This is what God has laid on my heart. This is my story put to letter. This is to encourage women and men out there to be able to step in to the free and fully alive life that God has for them. And yet something inside me in my story says, ah, 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 don't think too big. Don't hope for too much. 
Don't step into the best case scenario. Be prepared for the worst case scenario, Carrie, because if it doesn't go well, at least you were prepared for that. But it got me thinking, if I can do that over in freedom movement in a place that I see as God's organization and has God's hand on it, surely I need to start looking at my own life as the place that God has his hand on me that God wants to bring goodness to me, that seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living is not just for organizations that claim to, to follow Christ. They're for humans, for children, for his beloved to step into the goodness that God has for him. And this is a mindset shift. And not only that, it made me go deeper into my story of going, where did that come from? Why can I believe so much goodness and so much purpose for an organization, but not for myself? And as I began to do more of the work around my personal story, I started to see where parts of my story early on were hijacked by an enemy that wanted to keep me small and in scarcity, that wanted me to see that God only wants to bless something that has a ministry title on it, but not really bless me. And man, that's just not even biblical. And I began to look at those stories and start to say, God, help me to start seeing in humility where you want to go deeper to be able to get me to face off those limiting beliefs and start preparing in the ways that you want me to prepare for the best case scenarios. That if you are going to be faithful, that I will be found faithful. That if you are going to bring hope, that I will be found with Christ-like hope. That if you are going to offer goodness, that I will be prepared to receive goodness with a heart of humility and a heart of kindness and openness and accountability. It's in these places that I believe that if we started looking at the best case scenarios, preparing for those best case scenarios, that we actually start living into the courageous acts of loving who we were actually created to be that we are the vessel to bring the goodness of God to the land of the living, that we're the vessel for that. And that's the best case scenario, that heaven invades earth and we're the conduits for that. So to set ourselves and lay ourselves down with the worst case scenario is actually blocking off the kingdom of God living triumphantly through us. And don't get me wrong. I don't mean like prosperity doctrine, like, you know, name it, claim it, receive it. I got a Lamborghini by the end of the year. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, are you prepared in your heart for all the goodness that God wants to give you? Or are you already so set on the worst case scenario? I think we will live up to that, what we, that in which we set our hearts to. So if I set my heart to the worst case scenario, guess what? I have nothing to aspire to. I have nothing to dream about. I have nothing to create or desire. And God is a God of creation and desire and wants to play on this land. He wants to partner with you to bring the goodness of his spirit. So I say all of this because I have an opportunity this week to step into the goodness of God in the land of the living as I enter into Rwanda, Africa, where we're going to be in cities like Kigali. And I actually get to step on a stage, humbly step on a stage at the Chaya Conference, where I'm going to share about God's goodness to my Rwandan 
sisters. Their theme, I thought, is so interesting to me. And it's about, it says, arise, mother, and take back the land which has been stolen. What is the best case scenario? They have seen the worst case scenario. Rhonda has faced genocide and lost in a matter of 90 days, 1 million people. In 90 days, 1 million people were massacred. The land has been desolate and there has been heartache. And yet there is a call, arise mother and take back the land that has been stolen. I think the best case scenario is that God will invade Rhonda Africa with his goodness and he will use his children to do so. And I think when we look at the worst case scenario, we become cynical and hard-hearted and there is no play or desire left. But when we begin to open our eyes to the best possible case scenario, God's presence, invading this land, getting to partner with us to do so, we are going to start to see things happen that we never thought imaginable. Revival, hearts being changed, doors being opened, and the desires of your own heart coming to fruition because they will be married with the heart of God. So we're going to be traveling there. We leave here tomorrow. You'll probably be hearing this. We'll already be in Africa when you're hearing this. But what will be awesome about this is that we're actually going to do an interview with Pastor Florence. I'm not sure if her husband, Pastor Charles, is going to be on there, but they help lead um, African New Life. And we're going to get to hear her heart for this conference. We're going to get to hear her heart for African New Life and the Rondon people. It is going to be a fantastic interview, um, just hearing how the best case scenario always emerges from some of the hardest places and how her hope and her faith, I'm just telling you guys, it's contagious. She just is a contagious woman for Jesus. And so I'm so excited for you to hear her story and for you to hear what's happening over there. I know many of you are generous people, generous people, and it costs money to put on this conference. I, I thought it was going to be like a conference of like 200 people, you know, that were coming. You know, I don't know. I just thought of a number. I thought, oh, like 200, you know, maybe 500 people. No, she's like, we're looking at having 3,000 people come to this conference. And I was like, okay, well, that's a first to speak in Africa to 3,000 women. Here we go. And I get to wear a special outfit. Am I the most excited about that? You betcha. Uh, so you'll have to see pictures of that if you don't follow me on Instagram. There will be quite a fashion show for that one. But they need help. They need help to be able to bring this conference. They need help to prepare uh, for all the things that go into this. They also need help in continuing the build and what is needed uh, for the place for these women to be able to learn their skill sets so that they can create their own jobs. And you, we're going to actually put the link to that. Can we put the link to that? Okay. Yeah. DJ Alice Mill is taking her head. We can put the link in the um, notes. So you can go in there and just click on the link. If you want to give to African New Life. This money will go there. You just click on that link and just give straight to African New Life and they'll divvy those funds out and it all goes to what's happening right now. I just talked to Florence about that because that's kind of where all their focus is going is for this conference. And then even afterwards towards uh, the tending and the care to a lot of these women that are going to be coming to this conference. It's a fantastic organization, but this, this podcast right now today is twofold. 
One, the goodness of what God is doing in Rwanda, Africa, we want you to pray. We want you to pray. We want you to be a part of what uh, Allison, myself, and Juliana get to go and do, um, but we take you with us. Uh, but we also want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Where in your life do you need to start stepping in and preparing for, not just thinking about, not just hoping for, like almost like wishful thinking, but begin to prepare your own spirit, your own heart, the own healing of your story, so that when God's goodness comes to you and the best case scenario is for you, you're ready. You're ready. What do you need to do to prepare for that? I'm preparing in the ways of going deeper into my story around limiting beliefs and, and facing off some of the things that, um, stories that the enemy has hijacked in my life. I'm spending time with some more friends. I also just revamped up with my therapist and I'm getting ready because I am not going to settle for the worst case scenario so that I can just, you know, bypass any kind of dreaming and just be prepared for disappointment. Forget that. That's not the abundant life that God talks about, but I'm going to prepare for the best case scenario and I'm going to be the best version of me that I possibly can so that I'm ready. And I'm asking you, will you be ready? Are you preparing? What do you dream about? What do you imagine that God might have for you? And instead of preparing for the worst case scenario so that you can just avoid disappointment and heartache, what would it look like? to risk again, to step out and say, okay, God, I, I, I just want to be prepared for the goodness that you have. I leave you again with the verse that I said earlier, Psalms 27, 13. It's like one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I also really like it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance, but we're not talking about that today, but I always need to say that because it's a great verse. But Psalms 27, 13 is a good one too. For I will remain confident of this, that surely I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And friend, he wants to partner with you to be the conduit of his goodness. So ask yourself, when will I start preparing for the best case scenarios and leave behind and leave up to the Lord the worst case scenarios? Risk again, friend. There is amazing things on the other side. All right. To all my 11 listeners, please be in prayer while we're in Africa. I can't wait to bring my friend Florence to your ears. And until then, gosh, may God's goodness shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may you know that there is such destiny within your bones. See you later. We are so thankful for the talented Tanya Godsey offering her amazing music with us. You can find Tanya on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And hey, we would love to answer any questions you may have for us right here on the show. So you can send us those questions to hello at thehonestpodcast.com. And as always, thank you for letting us share about the not so easy stories that make us and entering into the honesty and courage it takes to love who you were created to be. So until the next time, friends, may God's love and kindness be an offering to your heart, both now and always. <laughs> <laughs>